In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is Dear Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 171st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off their 24-12 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday. The Falcons improved to 6-9 and nine on the season. We're going to hear from uh, most of the guys from the game, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Keith Smith, and Brian Hill here today on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, the Falcons uh, improved to 6-9, and nine, uh, dropped a little bit in the draft uh, picture. We'll take a look at that. We'll hear from those players to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about Julio Jones, the defense, and then the draft positioning and, uh, uh, you know, who they might be looking for in the draft. But let's hear from a couple players uh, yesterday in the locker room that had key plays in the game. Special teamers. Keith Smith had a um, forced fumble there on on that first kickoff after the touchdown. Allowed the offense a short field, 25 yards. They took it in and scored. And uh, made it 14 to nothing right away. Set the tone in this game early. Uh, Brian Hill had a couple big plays. His field position was key. He, uh, you know, also in addition to running for 66 yards, he downed two punts inside of the two uh, and got downfield as the pooch punch, pooch punt gunner, and got the job done. Here's Brian Hill. <laughs>
Brian Hill, Falcons running back and special teamer. Here's Keith Smith, Falcons fullback, caught his first pass of the season and uh, also had to keep tackle on Walker to get the ball on the ground, and Brian Hill was there to recover it. Keith Smith, fullback, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, on the uh, uh, you know kickoff, uh, got the force oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, how did that uh, work out for you? Uh, it, it went good. I mean, we kind of just ran ran our uh, play, and I was just fortunate enough to be in the position to make the play. So mm-hmm. um, it's always good to get a turnover on special team because those are big momentum plays and and kind of set the tone for the game. So mm-hmm. and the, yeah, because y'all were able to score and, and go get fourteen, get it up right away. Was that right. a big factor? Absolutely. Feel good to contribute that way. And that kind of way for yeah, the team, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it just got us off to a good start and kind of set the tone for for the whole game, for, to be honest. And then uh, it just kind of went from there. Okay, you know, you had your first catch today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was you, did you surprise he came to you on that one? Or? Uh, I mean, you know, you never know when it's going to come way, your way, so you just got to be ready. And then just that time, it, it came my way. So it was, it was kind, of, kind of cool getting my first catch out here. Okay, all right. Thanks, Keith. All right. All right, that was Falcons fullback Keith Smith. Big plays by you know every you know you need help um, on the roster from everybody, and the Falcons got some help yesterday from uh, you know some of the, the the you know unexpected places. But of course, the main guys did the heavy lifting here. Were uh, the quarterback Matt Ryan getting the ball out to Julio Jones, Austin Hooper, and Devontae Freeman in the passing game, and uh, you know Julio had nine for one fifty two. Uh, 15 targets. Hooper had seven for 82, and uh, Freeman was uh, seven for 74. You know, so the passing game was working. They were able to get some balls out after the running it. Just going to just go over that real quick here. Freeman was 9 for 74. Hooper 7 for 82. He was a check down guy. He caught 11 balls. So Freeman had 53 rushing and 74 catching, so he was over 100 if you count it like that. Hill was 66 rushing. They didn't go to him in the passing game. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Julio, 15 targets, 10, 166. Uh, Freeman had a touchdown catch. He had a second rushing touchdown of the season, too. But let's go to Matt Ryan. How important was it to set the uh, tone uh, with the opening drive and then be able to get the ball right back and take it back in there? Yeah, I thought it was you know, a really good first drive for us. Um, you know, great run by Devontae. Um, great blocking you know, for that first touchdown, but then to create the turnover on the kickoff and then go capitalize and go up 14-0 early in the game, uh, just, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great way to start. You can't really start any better than that. And uh, your your couple milestones today for I'm sorry, start over. Uh, a couple milestones here today. Yours uh, going over twelve thousand, and then uh, Julio's. Uh, uh, you know he went to twelve thousand. Your uh, your uh, you know four four thousand uh, ninth year in a row uh, doing that. Uh, you know how was that to get those uh, awards in a win here today? It's pretty pretty amazing for Julio uh, to be the fastest to ever to ever get to twelve thousand yards. I think. Uh, it speaks to you know what kind of player he's been for the start of his career. Uh, he's been unbelievable. Uh, but there's no better teammate, honestly. I mean, there's nobody that works harder day in and day out. He's he's loyal. Um, you know, he's a good leader for us, and 
uh, I'm happy for him. You know, he's he's one of the best to ever do it uh, in this sport, and uh, his you know his production you know shows that. So uh, it was special to be a part of that and to be you know part of, of his career, and uh, I'm happy for him. Hey Matt, uh, you targeted Jones 15 times today. Was that part of the game plan, or was that where the coverage took you today? Uh, definitely part of the game plan, and definitely where the coverage took us. Uh, when we get chances, you know, with with one-on-one opportunities. Uh, you know, we're going to go his way. And uh, he made a, a lot of, you know, really contested, tough catches today. I mean, there's a lot of contact uh, that, that he had to play through. So uh, I thought he played extremely well. Um, ten years from now, when one of the Ryan children looks up and says, Dad, tell me about the 2019 season. Well, what will you tell him about this one? Uh, it's a tale of two halves of the season, you know, and uh, sometimes that's professional sports and, and sports in general. Um, you know, obviously the first half was not what we wanted, and you know, in this league, the margin uh, for error is small, and and that's you know probably what I would say. I mean, the difference between you know being in the mix with a handful of games going differently in the first half and uh, you know playing you know to get into the playoffs at this time, it's not much. Uh, but you have to be on the right side of it because, you know, there's so many good teams and good players in this league, and, and that would, you know, kind of be my message uh, to them. There you go. That's Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. Lot, lot there. You know, Julio's um, 12,125 games. The small margin deal, we're going to talk about that later when we look at the playoff picture. He's so right about it. Uh they're going to go back and look at this season and kick themselves uh, for not getting the kicking situation right. Cost you a game in Arizona. Uh, you know, don't know what happened uh, in Indianapolis. The defense wasn't ready for uh, all those rollouts. And Jacoby Brissett, you know, they didn't have him on film. Uh, you know, and then uh, Tennessee, what happened in that game? We'll go back over that later. But let's hear from Julio Jones. Sitting beside you, and uh, you kind of tapped him like, "Yeah, you've been, you've been, a, you've been a part of this too, pal." So. Oh yeah, um, I mean, my whole career, you know, I got so from Shabby, but you know, Matt Ryan has been you know, since day one. Yes, hold on. Thank you. I appreciate him. Appreciate the offensive line. Um, and you know, I did this year. I was dirt cutter. Everybody free. The running backs in the backfield. Pass protection. Um, just everybody just having an opportunity. You know, taking advantage of it and. I mean, it's a big accomplishment. How would you compare what you fought through physically this year to some other years? Because there have been some, uh, you know, been some bumps in the road. Yeah, um, more so this year. Um, it's just small things that it's kind of like nagging, like where I can't really be who I am, like getting guys off me, you know, um, shoulders, and just a little, a lot of little things going on. Like, but in the past, like I have just one thing that happened to me, like if I break my foot. Or, Something like that, terrible, terrible ligament or something. It's just been like one thing. But this, this year has just been a lot of little things. Um, but that really comes with the games of football. Yeah. You, you can't, you don't think you're gonna go out here every year or whatever, just be completely healthy. Everybody going through things and fighting through things. And luckily, mine were just been minor all year, so it's, it's been good. But going, but going off, I mean, it, it would have been easy, you know, knowing the record to just say, you know what, well, let's shut it down. I mean, does that ever, you know, I know you wouldn't want to do it. Was it ever talked about? Did you ever have to, like, fight against that? Oh, no, hell no. I'm here. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Whatever I got to do, I talk to Q all the time. Whatever I have to do, whatever we need to do collectively to, you know, 
be smart. First, be smart, and then being, being able to play. Um, you know, I want to play on be out there. That, that, was, that never came. You said, you know, little things kind of keeping you from being able to be yourself. But 35 targets over the last two weeks, 300 total yards in the last two games. The teams know they want to throw you the ball. How are you still able to produce like this? Uh, just going out there, like I said, office line, Matt Ryan, running backs, everybody. Um, and just me, they just allow me to be who I am to be successful, go out there and beat one-on-one matchups. Go out there and beat one-on-one matchups. Julio Jones. Now, let's look at the defense here in that game. Uh, Devondre Campbell led the way with nine tackles. Fourier Ulicon had six. Uh, we mentioned Keith Smith's forced fumble and uh, Brian Hill's two down punts and the fumble recovery. The uh, defense also got some decent pressure. Uh, three sacks and five quarterback hits on uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, Big Beasley had one. Grady Jarrett had one, and then we had a shared sack there uh, with John Kaminsky and uh, Jamal and uh, Jack Crawford shared one together. As far as quarterback hits go, Grady Jarrett had two, then uh, Beasley one, Kaminsky and Crawford one each also. So. Defense did a good job. They kept Leonard Fournette from going crazy. That was all of their offense. Uh, Gardner Mitchell uh, had 57 yards passes until the fourth quarter, and he hit uh, opened things up a little bit. He hit Chris Conley on a 42-yard uh, touchdown grab, but you know they they were held to uh, 181 yards passing. Only uh, they had 57 going to the third quarter. Uh, he had a 72.1, uh, excuse me, 57 going into the fourth. 72.1 passer rating. So defense uh, wasn't faced with much of a challenge. Uh, you know, well, Fournette was the challenge, and they did pretty good on him. Well, 15 for 71, 4.7. That's, you know, that's above four yards of carry. So, you know, he, he did get loose a little bit there. He had a 23-yarder. Uh, and then uh, in the passing game, he's catching you know, little swing passes and stuff now, but he didn't do no major damage there. Just uh, three for 34. Three for 34 for Fournette. That was the big challenge. Conley did get loose on Bleedy Ray Wilson on a uh, double move there. Caught it with his fingertips. But uh, that was about the extent of the highlights for the Jaguars. Now... <clears throat> All right, everybody wants to know the draft position. So, you know, they went from the win, cost them one spot. They go back from 12th to 13th now. Uh, the group of teams that are at 6 and, uh, six and 8, seven, you know, that could finish 7 and 9 uh, is 6. So as far back they can drop is uh, 18. They also, uh, with a win, would get the um, second-place schedule in the in the um uh, NFC South, <clears throat> they'd have to play the second place NFC East team, and the uh, I don't have that note right in front of me, but I'll get the schedule out there. It's pretty much set, just uh, except for that second place or third place game. In the NFC East, it was I was looking at it was the at West is the other one. So in the East, I was looking at. Uh, it would be the Giants or the Redskins at third or fourth, but if they go up to two, then that would be Dallas. 
Okay, and then in the West, we were looking at Arizona and the Rams in 3-4. Okay, so they would go up to the Seattle-San Fran loser. So those are two big jumps in games for your schedule. If you win in Tampa Bay, you could be playing Dallas and Seattle or San Francisco. Or you could be playing the Giants or the Redskins or Arizona or the Rams. So... I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, But also looking at the record here as far as the six teams going to the playoffs, you know, right now, um, I think it's all set. Just the San Francisco and Seattle game is playing for either the first or the fifth seed. Uh, Seattle beat them earlier this year, so the so 49ers need to win that when they get the top seed. So they got to play. Won't be any sitting. In the NFC. But the Falcons played all these teams. Played everybody except for Green Bay. That's going to the playoffs. It beat San Francisco. 1-1 against New Orleans. 0-1 Minnesota. 0-1 to Seattle. 1-0 against Philly. So they're 3-3 against teams going to the playoffs. So... You know, that's going to, this whole 5-2, and 6-2 and two second half of the season leaves you going to, you know, it's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth in the offseason because of three games. Three games uh, could make the difference. You could be 10-6 and be going to the playoffs. But those three games, or I think the Colts game was winnable. Jacoby Brissett was a winnable game. The Tennessee game should have been a win. Uh, you just had to check Derrick Henry and, and A.J. Brown, and they didn't do that. Um, this, and then everything else, they were getting hammered in and blown out. Uh, and then the other one was Arizona. Arizona, the miss extra point. Uh, the Got down 17 to nothing somehow. Uh, had to rally back. You know, they should have never been in that situation. The Colts game was Jacoby Brissett, and he knew Marlon Mack was all they had. You couldn't stop the run, and you lost that game. And then uh, Tennessee, you're just playing around with him. Next thing you know, uh, but that, was just, that Tennessee defense is real, though. That was, you know, uh, that, that they couldn't get anything going against them. So, but those are the three games you're gonna look back and say, man, they should have won those. You give them those three now. You're, um, you know, uh, you win this last game, seven and nine. You give them them three. You're looking at ten and six. Ten and six might have got you in the playoffs. Uh, Green Bay and Seattle are gonna be the wild cards. And I think they, you know, it was a it was a tough year. A lot of teams won uh, in the NFC, so that might not even got you in. You uh, at least would have been playing for something in some of these other games, and maybe stepped it up there. But uh, you know, the slow start that's going. They you can't you can't just look at the second half of the season. They're gonna have to evaluate everything at the end here, and uh, you know we'll see what happens after we uh, uh, get back from Tampa. Bay. And then lastly, in the um, Tankathon is where we're getting our uh, playoff rankings, and then they have a, a, a mock draft up already. So at 13, they have uh, the Falcons taking uh, AJ Impenza from Iowa, an uh, edge rusher. So that's where uh, folks are thinking the Falcons are going to go. Of course, Vic Beasley got his eighth sack. And uh, Mike Bell is sweating him out there. Doesn't know if he's going to have to get that tattoo or not, but um, Vic can get two. He said he wants to be a double-digit guy. Um, 
Michael have to get that tattoo when Vic gets uh, 10 sacks. So with that here, we're going to wrap it up with the 177th, 71st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We'll be back Wednesday. Sorry for the voice breakdown there here late. Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday to look at Tampa Bay and the Falcons. So with that, take care and have a great rest of the week from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Merry Christmas to you all. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.